you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. hello everyone i hope you guys are well happy february some people have asked why i'm no longer putting videos on youtube and i have a very concise answer uh You know how hard it's been for me to to find time to record. Imagine how hard it would be for me to find time to record with a baby and have had showered. That becomes exponentially more difficult. Forget about even like putting on makeup. These are demands that are way too intense for me right now. So I've reverted back to just audio for just a few weeks until I can get my together because showering only happens a few times a week and it does not usually coincide with any form of makeup or any form of self-care. I'm wearing the same three breastfeeding sweaters on rotation. It is not the perfect time for me to be on camera. And if I waited until I was camera ready to produce an episode, well, you'd never hear episodes. So just let me scrape by for now doing this bare audio minimum. And I'll be right back within the next, I don't know, month or two with some video broadcasts. So you can see the pictures that I'm describing. You can go back to our YouTube and get the full sense of what I'm talking about. But right now, if I was on video, there'd be like smell-o-vision and you could kind of just smell the barf and BO that is radiating off of me because my baby, just like my other two beautiful children, is a spitter. Uh, Yeah, she spits up constantly and I am covered in it, covered in it. Uh, So there we go, guys. Full disclosure. I hope that you guys are cleaner than I am. Uh, It sounds like you are based on your questions. And speaking of questions, I'm so excited to dig into the mailbag again today. I bet you guys have 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 had questions that have been popping up for you while I've been away on maternity leave and know that I want to answer them. All you have to do is head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, that's affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. And there you'll see a little form to fill out to send me a question. I want to hear what you guys are working on. I want to see what I can help with. 
My first question today comes from Kaylee, and she is writing from Winona, Texas. She writes, my husband and I are designing our dream home and will hopefully build it in a few years. I'm very inspired by Frank Lloyd's Wright Usonian homes, but I also want some contemporary comforts such as a larger kitchen. What is your advice for mixing a strong architectural style with other elements so that it doesn't feel like a copycat or a time capsule home? I'm including some inspiration pictures. Kaylee, I love that you brought up Usonia. There was an amazing podcast. Was it on? Um, shoot. Shoot. I didn't think I was going to be bringing this up, so I didn't bother to look ahead of time. Oh, I think it's 99% invisible. I think that was it. And it was all about Usonian homes. And I was so into the podcast. I think it was like a two or three part series. I was loving every minute. And turns out a Usonian community was right in my own backyard, like 20 minutes from my house in Pleasantville, New York. And so uh, these were homes that were built, I think, by his students. And it was an entire community uh, back in its heyday. It had like um, a rec center and daycare and I think even like some food options in terms of a grocery store. So it was sort of this entire community that was meant to be very self-sufficient. And all the architecture was inspired by Frank Lloyd Wright and built into the different um, geol geological structures of the area. So built into the rocks, um, camouflaged by the trees. Each home was quite unique, but it all shared the same overarching vision in terms of architectural style. And so for Mother's Day that year, what I wanted to do was drive out to Usonia and just drive through the community. So what I did is I put on the podcast, my kids were going to fall asleep the minute we got in the car, so I didn't have to worry about entertaining them. But I wanted my husband to be informed so when we finally got to Usonia, he would be even more engaged. So we put on the podcast to listen to it all over again as we drove through Usonia. And it was so amazing. It was actually pouring rain that day, but my daughter and I found one that was abandoned. And so we got out of the car, we braved the rain, and we like snuck around looking in the window. Anyway, it was a really fun time that she still talks about to this day. Meanwhile, my son slept through the entire experience and didn't ever, you know, see Usonia. Um, and now that we've moved a little bit further away, I don't know if we'll return, but it was such a memorable Mother's Day. So I get it, Kaylee. I am on your team. I am down with what you are putting down. And I'm checking out your pictures, which are just truly inspiring. You know, I love Frank Lloyd Wright's architecture, architecture, excuse me, working with the land, bringing the home into the landscape versus just imposing it on there, using materials found in the area versus, again, just imposing the materials making each home unique and having lots of windows and maybe even a courtyard to bring that outdoor feeling in a lot of exposed materials so that you're not hiding sort of how the space was built, but rather embracing it. And then of course, those mid-century modern details that I love so much from built-in bookcases to walnut-toned wood to, um, 
stone elements. I mean, it's just great and really cool. And a lot of built-in features in terms of, um, you know, maybe a sunken living room with built-in seating, window seats, just yummy, yummy, yum. But one thing that I do find quite limiting in these fang Frank Lloyd Wright inspired homes is they do have very small kitchens. Now, I think that you can bring your contemporary aesthetic to this architecture very easily. First of all, mid-century modern is totally back right now. So you can be living with things that feel more contemporary. You don't have to be living with these truly vintage items in order to get this aesthetic. And the good news about that is that these vintage items have been somewhat upgraded to accommodate a more um, contemporary sensibility. So the cushions are a little bit softer. The pieces are not so built in so that they're more functional and can be moved around. Um, there's just so many updates to the mid-century vibe that make it feel fresh and not dated, but still harken back to that era. And that's exactly what I would suggest that you do with these homes. You know, a lot of the things that were restrictive in these homes is that there wasn't a lot of wall space. So it was hard to find places for your TV, et cetera, because um, they wanted to have so many windows. They wanted to have so many natural features. Another thing that I find to be kind of uh, limiting are the um, sizes of the kitchen and the bathrooms. They really don't accommodate our contemporary needs. And there wasn't a lot of storage. So they weren't very focused on tons of kitchen cabinets or a lot of storage in a bathroom or even large closets. All of these things are things that I would be thinking about if I was designing a home, my dream home, and I wanted to put it in the spirit of Frank Lloyd Wright, but didn't want to fall into a trap of kind of recreating issues that don't really work for today. Because, you know, at the end of the day, when I was peeking through with my daughter at these spaces, there were things that I really admired. And there were also things where I was like, oh, no way. That is not going to work for me. Sunken living rooms, not great with babies. Also, there were a lot of structural problems with Frank Lloyd Wright homes in terms of leaky roofs. Because the roofs were flat and didn't have much of a rake, um, there were a lot of issues with water getting in. It also was very... Um, wasteful in terms of energetically. The windows could be leaky. And because there were so many windows, it was hard to insulate the space. There weren't typically garages, often carports only. So it really wasn't good if you had a lot of bikes or mowers or or wanted to um, you know, conceal things. Speaking of leaky, it had a lot of skylights, which could also be quite leaky. Uh, yeah, there were a number of things that made Frank Lloyd Wright homes, you know, while aesthetically pleasing, somewhat problematic. And I would definitely go about addressing some of those issues if I was to create one and be inspired by one for my own space. Uh, let's see what else, what else, what else. Uh, also, they were known to not have great foundations. Frank Lloyd Wright homes typically did not have basements. And so they relied on a concrete foundation, which tended to crack or have other issues. Um, you know, the foundation had to hold up the entire building. And so that was a little bit problematic. And yeah, yeah. Things to think about, right? 
And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and the Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Okay, Uh, let's move to our next question. Next question for today comes all the way from, drumroll please, Maria, and Maria is writing from Brooklyn, not so far away. She writes, hi, Betsy. Thank you so much for your podcast. I'm writing to ask your opinion on what I should do in my kitchen. I have updated the backsplash and the countertop as well as all the lighting. I will change the hardware on the cabinets to a gold. I don't like how the cabinets clash with the wood floors. Do you suggest I paint the cabinets? If so, what color would you suggest? I also thought of the idea of painting just the upper ones, but the bottom may still clash. This is not our forever home, and we plan to only stay for five to seven years. It will be about $6,000 to paint the cabinets. Yikes. Perhaps there are more affordable ways to break up the dark wood. Thank you for all that you do. Well, my pleasure, Maria. Let's dig into these pictures. Let's see what's going on. So yes, the dark cabinets, and they're kind of like a dark cherry. They definitely have warm undertones. And in some of the pictures, they don't look quite so dark, but it is very dominating. There's just a lot of this tone. I understand why you are a bit overwhelmed because there's a ton of cabinetry, which is a really good problem to have in Brooklyn. Typically, we don't have this much storage in the city. I love that you have this light-colored waterfall stone countertop that has kind of this beige veining throughout because that warm veining really goes well with the cabinets. I'm surprised that it's only $6,000 to paint these cabinets. That's shocking to me. I think you're getting quite a good deal. Um, With the light fixtures being the brass or gold finish, the warm metal finish. uh, Hold on here. I just want to reference your email a bit because I would definitely match the hardware to that, which you're already planning on doing. And, you know, whenever you get a chance... And you may not have a chance here because I see on some of the drawers, it's right in the middle. But guys, if you're changing out your hardware and you have the opportunity to, I much prefer a handle to a pull. And in this case, you could do a combination of handles and pulls. You have such nice tall cabinets on the uppers. 
that I think it would make it look even taller and just more luxe, especially for resale value since you're planning on selling in five to seven years. I would do handles on these upper cabinets. I would keep a pull on the drawers and do coordinating handles on the bottom cabinets. I really think that's going to bring the look together. Now, should you paint these cabinets? Here's the trick. Your backsplash is the same stone as your countertop, which is primarily white off white. And then you have white appliances. Now, for resale, I think you'd want to change these to stainless steel for sure. So that'll help solve the problem of white on white because right now these white appliances look so stark and so ill-matched to this kind of creamy stone countertop and backsplash. And the countertop and backsplash is so creamy and light and bright, which I love with these dark cabinets. But I worry that it's going to be a problem when you introduce a paint color, because if you paint these white or if you paint them cream, it may look off. You know how you've heard me say many times, I don't love a white on white on white kitchen. It's because nothing really looks white. Everything looks a little bit off. And the truest white, the brightest white is going to win and everything else is going to look like some kind of bad imitation. If I was going to spend $6,000 knowing that I was going to do resale, I just don't think I would paint these cabinets. I think there's other ways to get a better bang for your buck to break up the dark. The number one thing I would do to break up this dark, because that wood flooring continues in the kitchen, and I think that blending with the cabinets is making this look awfully heavy, I would do a nice big rug in there. A nice big area rug. Maybe it's indoor, outdoor, or very low pile so that it's easy to clean. That's the first thing I would do. Second thing is I would change those handles for pulls like we discussed. So that way you're not just doing the knobs, but you've got the pull handles. Um, and then you're going to want to change out these appliances. You really are. For resale, that's going to be a big thing. And you might as well enjoy them um, yourself. Like in my last house, we didn't really know we were going to sell necessarily. And we bought these amazing appliances and I had so much fun using them. They were so fantastic for the time we were there. I'm really glad that I got new appliances and got to enjoy them. So I want you to have that same feeling. And they looked brand new by the time we were ready to sell. And if you're fairly, um, Good with your appliances, they might like that look that way too. So I would invest that six thousand dollars in an area rug, which will be merely a small percentage of that, and spend the rest on some new appliances. And I think that's a better place to put your money. All right, Maria, I've solved all your problems. My pleasure. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that's the way to go here, guys. Do you have problems? Do you have things you want me to solve? things I can solve in just a quick podcast, my favorite way to solve problems, you'll want to send the questions to me at affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. And just to address a quick question that's come up for me, uh, somebody let me know that the classes link that I had been promoting on the commercials uh, was not working. So we've got a new link for you. If you're looking to purchase online classes, learn more about feng shui, learn more about styling your home, more about selecting furniture. And of course, if you want to get a copy of my book signed personally to you or a loved one, head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordable 
interiordesign.com slash classes. And there you can purchase the classes, order the book. It's a great deal at less than $100, packed with value and entertainment. Guys, until next week, bye. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.